everybody. Today, I want to talk very briefly about Psalm 52. But before we do that, I think it'd be good for us to get some background information. And that comes from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 22. In it, there is a sad and quite horrifying story. Main characters in this chapter are Saul, who was king at the time, David, was running from Saul at this time. Ahimelech, who was a priest that hung out in a town by the name of Nob, and Doeg, the Edomite. David's growing reputation among the people incited Saul's jealousy, and Saul began trying to kill David. So the abridged version goes like this. David went into the town of Nob. He's kind of a uh, uh, running away from Saul to meet with a priest by the name of Ahimelech. And one of the reasons that he was searching around in the town of Nob was that both he and his troops uh, were very hungry. And so he asked Ahimelech for some food. And um, Ahimelech said, listen, I've got some holy bread. You can have it. It's just been replaced by some fresh loaves. But before David leaves Ahimelech, he asks him if he has any weapons that he might be able to give to him. And as it turns out, there was only one. And it happened to be the spear of Goliath. And David looked it over. He admired it, I presume. And then he took it. Well, through all this, somewhere in this scene was a servant of King Saul by the name of Doeg. Keep that in mind. Later, after a number of events that led David to the forest of Hereth in the land of Judah, Saul was conspiring to have David killed and was questioning the people why they weren't helping him. And around that time, Doeg the Edomite, who stood by the servants of Saul, said to Saul, You know, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, to Halimelech, the son of Ahitub. And he inquired of the Lord for him and gave him provisions and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. And now the heinous, almost unbelievable part. With this news, Saul becomes incensed, greatly angered, and asks his men to kill the priests of the Lord, including Ahimelech and his whole family, his whole father's family. But Saul's guards would not kill the priests. Then the king said to Doeg, you turn and strike the priests. And Doeg the Edomite turned and struck down the priests. And he killed on that day 85 persons who wore the linen, linen ephod. And Nob, the city of the priests, he put to the sword both man and woman, child and infant, ox, donkey, and sheep. He put to the sword. That's the background to Psalm 52. And so talking to Doeg in the Psalm, David writes, beginning in verse 1, Why do you boast about your crimes, great warrior? Don't you realize God's justice continues forever? All day long you plot destruction. Your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert at telling lies. You love evil more than good and lies more than truth. Wow. If you think about the evil in our country, especially in government, state governments and our federal government, 
and in organizations like the ACLU and many, many others that are more dedicated than ever to the destruction of the Lord's church and his followers, aren't these words we just love to say to those leaders? (laughs) But would we say them with hate and vitriol and vengeance in our hearts, or would we say them with the hope that the evil ones would see their wicked ways and repent and turn to Jesus. I know I'd have to button my lip for a moment to ensure I had the right tone in my voice and then, even then, ask the Lord for forgiveness for really wanting to shake my finger at their collective faces. But the fact is, and we must always remember, that God himself will judge the evildoer. And we must not allow our anger to mitigate our confidence in God's eventual judgment or in his ability to defeat evil completely. We need to remind ourselves of those facts daily, especially now where our homeland is sinking fast into greater and greater evil. And then David goes on to say this, starting in verse 6, The righteous will see it, that is God's justice, and be amazed. They will laugh and say, look what happens to mighty warriors who do not trust in the Lord. They trust their wealth instead and grow more and more bold in their wickedness. But I... David is describing himself here in verse 8. I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. I will praise you forever, O God, for what you have done. And I will trust in your good name in the presence of your faithful people. Let me just repeat that again, starting with the last part of verse 8. I will always trust in God's unfailing love. I will praise you forever, O God, for what you have done. And I will trust in your good name in the presence of your faithful people. You know, David had many enemies, including Saul, for some time. But here is how he maintained his strength and courage. He will always trust in the Lord's unfailing love, will praise him for his past actions of strength, justice, and righteousness, and will trust in Yahweh publicly and joyfully in the presence of the Lord's people. So in the face of dark clouds that are overhead and even more coming on the horizon, May we too remember that God himself will avenge all of his enemies on his perfect timing. And no matter how the darkness may come, we must look to him and trust in him only. For his name is good, and no matter how it looks, he has always done good things to bring glory to his powerful, holy name, for he can do no other. So, may we be like David in the face of adversity and maybe even death at the hands of the enemy. May we trust in the only one who can save us.
I would like to thank you for taking uh, whatever that was, four minutes or so out of your day to listen to this short message. I hope and pray that you are blessed by it and that we will all remember that our strength comes from our Savior above.